the good, good father of this story, which speaks of our good, good father that we have in God. And so a couple things. I know we, I'm not going to read the passage again, uh, but as we look at the father first, I do want to read verses uh, I do want to read verse 12 as we look at the first thing from the father. It says in Luke chapter 15, verse 12, And the younger son said to his father, Give me the portion of goods that falls to me. And so he divided to them his livelihood. The first thing I want to look at in our good, good father from this passage of scripture is he's a patient father. I thought about this question and just tried to put myself in a, uh, the father's shoes. Can you imagine uh, your son or your daughter, parents, coming to you and asking uh, for their inheritance so they can take off again? Just the thought of this is pretty much a spit in the face to say, hey, I want my stuff, I want my inheritance more than I want you, your presence in my life. And uh, I know as, as a parent, maybe we would probably have another thing to say about it rather than to just divide up that livelihood uh, to those two boys and let them be. But he's a patient father. Uh, we don't have a God who tries to control us like little robots uh, that puts us on uh, a five-year plan, a ten-year plan, and make sure we stay on it. He's patient with us. He allows us to make the decisions like this son made uh, even when we insult him, even when we belittle him, even when we spit in his face, uh, and he's patient just to say, okay, here it is. This is what you want or what you think you want. Go for it. Uh, he's a patient father, but not only patient in that he was willing to allow the son to pretty much insult him and wish for his inheritance over his father's presence, his father's life, uh, to be in his father's house, but the wait for his son's return. It doesn't, we don't have a timeline, but to me, if you read there in verse 20, the father was waiting. He didn't get caught off guard that the son came back. He didn't get caught off guard that the son was returning. It says, but when he arose and came to his father, when he was still a great way off, the father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. He's patient with us. He's compassionate with us that he'll give us the opportunity to go squander his blessings. He'll give us the opportunity to go mess up all that he's done for us. And then he'll just sit and wait. I'm waiting for my child to come back. He's a, we don't catch him off guard. He's not off doing some other thing and we get back. No, he's waiting. And when he sees that first sign of they're coming back, he's glued in, he's coming, and he's uh, ready for it. And so he's a patient father. He's so patient with us. He loves us. He's so uh, graceful and merciful to us. Man, so many times uh, the things that we do, he just uh, he shows grace when he doesn't have to. He shows mercy when he doesn't have to. And it just speaks of how good of a father he is because he's patient uh, through all of our decisions. I can think of time and time again in my childhood when I feel like my dad was not patient, uh, that maybe the switch got pulled and cut too soon, uh, in my opinion, of course. Uh, but 
God's not like that. Not to say that he won't spank you and he won't discipline you, but he is very, very patient with you in his uh, disciplining and in his chastening of his children. He's a patient father. He makes him a good, good father. But then number two, uh, he pursues us. <clears throat> Again, I just read verse 20. But when he was still a great way off, the father saw him, had compassion, and he ran to him. Uh, it's been said over and over again that no matter how far away you run from God, it's always one step to get back. And that's because God chases after us. Uh, he doesn't sit and wait for you to clean yourself up and then come back. Again, I just used what Addie shared from Kids Camp. And, and one of the points that I believe Robert Dunham is his name made was, and when he picked up his child, is God comes to us in our messes. His little girl was sitting in that pool of pig slop, whatever, and he just went and dug her out of it, slop and all. It got all over him, it was all over her, uh, but he didn't care because that's his child. That's how God is with us. He pursues us even when we're running, even in our mess, even in our muck, even in the, the, the disgustingness of our sin. Uh, he chases after he pursues because he wants us back in fellowship with him he wants us back in his house in his will doing his work he pursues he runs after us he will meet us right where we are uh, no matter where that is the good the bad the ugly but it don't even have to be in our sin i know that's the story but he pursues us in our struggle he pursues us when we're facing the death of a loved one he pursues us when we're facing uh, the tragedies of life, whether that be a bad doctor's report, the things that we see right up here every Sunday night. He pursues us and he is asking us, hey, bring that to me. Bring that to me. I can help you with that. I'm here uh, and I care for you and I want to see you lay that at my feet so you can take some of the weight off. He runs after us. He'll meet us right where we are. The struggles the sin, it doesn't matter to him. He is a good father. He wants to pick us up, and he will pursue us to do so. And then verse 28 just shows uh, that he's willing to pursue. It doesn't matter who you are. Uh, it doesn't matter who you are. Both of his sons here, uh, again, we talked about it, both of his wayward sons. And verse 28 right here says, But he was angry again. They're throwing the celebration. They're rejoicing that the son is back. The older brother gets upset. He was angry and would not go in. Therefore, his father came out to him. He came to him. Again, we see two cases in this story where the father comes to the wayward son, comes to the wayward child. He will come to you in your sin. He will come to you in your bitterness. He will come to you in your anger. He wants to pursue you to make you realize that he loves you, he wants you back, he wants you back in his presence, he wants you back in his will, and he's willing to do anything to get you there. No matter how far you run, again, I said it, we're always one turnabout face from God, and he, <clears throat> he pursues us. And then number three, his provision. And I was looking at this today because, have you guys ever wondered exactly what the the robe, the ring, and the sandals signify. Uh, and there was a few different opinions on it, but this is the one that I liked when I was kind of studying it out and I thought of. And that's in verse 
22 and 23 says, But the father said to his servants, Bring out the best robe, put it on him, put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet, and bring the fatted calf here and kill it, and let's eat and be merry. So, his provision, right? Because the prodigal, he ran, he wasted everything he has, and we talked about this morning. When he ran from the father's house searching for freedom, searching for whatever it was he was looking for, uh, he ran from the provisions and security of the father, of his home. Uh, and so he came back, and he gets that provision back. The robe signifies his position, right? He wanted to come back and be a servant, but the good, good father said, I'm not having it. You're coming back, and you're getting the position that you had before you left. You're my son. Uh, that's a, the robe speaks of his position as he's still my child. He's still an heir to this household. He's still an heir, right? We put on, when we become children of God, we put on the robe of righteousness. That is the robe that shows that we are clean and clear because of what Jesus did for us on the cross. And so that speaks of our position in Christ, our position in the Father, and that's that we are righteous before God because of the robe that we have on. That He's still a son. He's not a servant. When he comes back, that robe signifies, hey, this is his place. He's my son. Uh, he's not my servant. And so the robe, he provides in the way of our position. But then the ring, and it doesn't say it, but most people think it. This is what they would call a signet ring. And it speaks of power or authority. And so when he, he puts the ring on his son after he returns, this speaks of he's getting his authority back as the son. He's getting his power uh, back right here in this family. And when we become saved, we get the power of the Holy Spirit. We have authority in this life as Christians to go and make war with the devil and the demons of hell. We have authority. Uh, one of these signet rings examples is Joseph, when he was working for Pharaoh, uh, when he became second in command, Pharaoh took off the ring and gave it to Joseph. And it was pretty much, hey, you got your official authority to make decisions, to have power within my kingdom. Uh, and what that was is it was pretty much today like a credit card. He could go and when he was purchasing and making decisions, doing these things, uh, they actually stamped it. It had some sort of little stamp, and they stamped it saying that pretty much I have the authority to charge for this, to take this, uh, because of the power that I hold, whether it be in an office, uh, again, in this case, in a household. Uh, and so he gives us the power by way of his Holy Spirit uh, to live, to move, to have our being about this earth. But then the sandals... This speaks of our practical needs, just the basic needs of life. Obviously, back in this time, they walked pretty much everywhere. Uh, and so to see that, hey, my son's not got shoes on, he don't have his sandals on, and the people that went bare feet back then was, again, the lowest of servants and slaves, put the shoes on him. He's not a servant. He's not a slave. That's my son. I'm going to make sure that he's well taken care of. I'm going to make sure that he has all that he needs. 
and more. Because often God, when we're living in His will, doing His work, He doesn't just supply our needs. He will supply every need, but He will also give us many of our wants and those blessings in our life. And it speaks of the practical needs, uh, the comforts, uh, that God provides for us as we go through this life. Again, that can be through the hurts, through the struggles, through the storms. That could be the basic needs with our finances, the basic needs within our family. Uh, he's always there, and He's always willing to help us with our, our needs uh, in this life. And then the celebration, right? Uh, the celebration, that speaks again of just a father who wants to rejoice with us. He wants uh, our presence and he wants us to want his presence. And then it also speaks of one day there's going to be a big celebration, and that is heaven. And so his provisions, uh, he's a good, good father because he's always going to provide for us. There's nothing that he can't provide and supply for us when we need it, whether it be in our position, whether it be the power that we need, uh, the authority of the Holy Spirit as we go about our days, or just the practical needs within our days. But then number four, and again, I'm, I'm going to be short. I'm already on my last point. Number four, he's a pleading father. He pleads with us. Uh, you see there in verse 28 again, the son, older son's angry. He's not going to come in. He refuses to celebrate the return of his, of his brother. And therefore, the father came out and pleaded with him. Son, please, That's to me, that takes, I, I'm, I'm begging you, come be a part of this. Come be a part of the family of God. Maybe it's salvation. Come and be a part. He's pleading with you tonight. Be saved. Repent of your sins. Trust in Jesus as your Lord and Savior and be saved. Some of it, it may be uh, pleading with you to get rid of, come and get right with me. I'm begging you, come back. Return as the young son did. He pleads with us when he sees uh, us in a place where we don't need to be. He pleads with us when he sees that we're running astray like the young son. He pleads with us when he sees the bitterness in our hearts like the oldest son. He pleads with us uh, to try to get us back to him. Again, he's patient, but it doesn't mean he doesn't love us. He wants us. He begs for us. He pleads for us to come back into his will, uh, to come back uh, into his ways, and to come back into his works. And so he's a pleading father. And as Addie comes up, again, I told you it'd be short. I don't know exactly what it is tonight. He may be pleading to you. Maybe it is he is pleading. Hey, you need to come and you need to be saved. Maybe he's pleading with you, hey, you need to come and you need to get right. And maybe it is that he's just saying, hey, I'm pleading that you come and get in my presence. Thank you that we got a good, good father, that we got a good, good God. We got a good, good master, a good savior. I mean, the, the songs just fit right along with each and everything uh, that we got here. So well, it's all stand, a time of invitation. However God's dealing with you, come. Father, I just come to you. Just ask that you would just uh, move in us, your people, exactly how you see fit. Father, help us to respond in a way that's pleasing to you. Lord, we just thank you that you are a good, good Father. In Jesus' name, amen. And then the celebration, right? 
the celebration. That speaks again of just a father who wants to rejoice with us. He wants uh, our presence and he wants us to want his presence. And then it also speaks of one day there's going to be a big celebration and that is heaven. And so his provisions... Uh, he's a good, good father because he's always going to provide for us. There's nothing that he can't provide and supply for us when we need it, whether it be in our position, whether it be the power that we need, uh, the authority of the Holy Spirit as we go about our days, or just the practical needs within our days. But then number four, and again, I'm, I'm going to be short. I'm already on my last point. Number four, he's a pleading father. He pleads with us. Uh, you see there in verse 28 again, the son, older son's angry. He's not going to come in. He refuses to celebrate the return of his, of his brother. And therefore, the father came out and pleaded with him. Son, please. That's, to me, that takes, I, I'm, I'm begging you, come be a part of this. Come be a part of of the family of God. Maybe it's salvation. Come and be a part. He's pleading with you tonight. Be saved. Repent of your sins. Trust in Jesus as your Lord and Savior and be saved. Some of it may be uh, pleading with you to get rid of, come and get right with me. I'm begging you. Come back. Return as the young son did. He pleads with us when he sees uh, us in a place where we don't need to be. He pleads with us when... He sees that we're running astray like the young son. He pleads with us when he sees the bitterness in our hearts like the oldest son. He pleads with us uh, to try to get us back to him. Again, he's patient, but it doesn't mean he doesn't love us. He wants us. He begs for us. He pleads for us to come back into his will, uh, to come back uh, into his ways, and to come back into his works. And so... He's a pleading father. And as Addie comes up, again, I told you it'd be short. I don't know exactly what it is tonight. He may be pleading to you. Maybe it is he is pleading. Hey, you need to come and you need to be saved. Maybe he's pleading with you. Hey, you need to come and you need to get right. And maybe it is that he's just saying, hey, I'm pleading that you come and get in my presence. Thank you that we got a good, good father, that we got a good, good God. We got a good, good master, a good savior. I mean, the, the songs just fit right along with each and everything uh, that we got here. So well, let's all stand. A time of invitation. However God's dealing with you, come. Father, I just come to you. Just ask that you would just... Uh, Move in us, your people, exactly how you see fit. Father, help us to respond in a way that's pleasing to you. Lord, we just thank you that you are a good, good father. In Jesus' name, amen.